0: the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The disciples of John approached Jesus and said, Why do we and the Pharisees fast much, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them. And then they will fast. The Gospel of the Lord. Good. once again, good morning, brothers and sisters. And once again, welcome back. Jesus says, the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them. And on that day, my disciples will fast. He's referring to the days after he ascends into heaven. We're living in the days when the bridegroom has been taken away from us, so to speak, and we're waiting for him to make his glorious second coming. So the days of fasting are now. Now, I've said this before, that your spiritual life is a table that stands on three legs. Prayer, fasting, almsgiving. Take one of the three away The table falls. We're going to have a word about fasting today because not only is it in the readings, but of the three spiritual basics, not only is fasting the least popular, but my goodness, is it ever the least understood? People always ask, why should I fast? Why should I give something up? What good does it do? It's so negative. I want to do positive things instead. Here's something I heard recently that really encapsulates this popular approach to the subject of fasting. It said, this Lent, fast from hurting words and say kind words, fast from sadness and be filled with gratitude, fast from anger and be filled with patience, fast from pessimism and be filled with hope. Sounds great, doesn't it? I mean, that just sounds so nice. You could make several bumper stickers out of that. We all want to be free from sadness and anger, don't we? We all want to be filled with patience and hope. Of course, the operative question is how? And the hard truth is it doesn't happen by vague wishes. It happens by bodily self-denial. Let's understand why. Okay, you are right there where you sit, body and soul together. Your body has certain physical demands that it makes, and your soul has the power of reason. Now, ideally, your body and your soul should be in perfect harmony. However, thanks to sin, they are not. So your body makes demands. It says, I'm hungry, so you eat. It says, I'm thirsty, so you get something to drink. It says, holy smack, I'm tired, so you rest. And that's fine. But haven't you noticed that that old body makes unreasonable demands? And you eat way too much, yes or yes, yes. And you rest when you're not even tired. And you say, oh, I need another break. And you really don't. The body makes unreasonable demands. And the soul, God bless a little weak soul, tries so hard to take control. Doesn't do very well, does it? Doesn't do very well at all. This is why we do penance. Because if you don't do physical penance, when the body and the soul come into conflict, the body always wins. Physical self-denial or penance or fasting helps the soul take control once again. It's like training. I mean, picture a basketball team. Running drills. Players say, coach, why do we run so many drills when the only thing that matters is scoring points? Well, answer... Genius is that if you don't run drills, you won't do well in the game, right? This is why everybody but everybody has to have, if you want to make any progress, needs some kind of physical self-denial or giving something up. You know, people say, you know, I'm going I'm to fast from hurting words and say kind words. You know, what's interesting is actually, no, you won't. Unless you deny yourself physically, you only do it when you feel like it. And that won't be very often. But if you really want to fast from hurting words and say kind words, take the practice of giving something up. When I was with the Carthusians, very, very briefly, the Carthusian monks, they had a breakthrough insight that's helped me so much. And I tried to share this with people. Let me share this with you this morning. They say that of all the seven capital sins, gluttony is the gateway. If you're gluttonous, you're going to stumble in all the other sins as well. It's the gateway. If you're gluttonous, you're going to be lustful. If you're gluttonous, you're going to be greedy, and so on and so on. However, if you can take some charge over that gullet and its demands, if you take charge over what you eat, what you drink, you'll find that it has repercussions all throughout your spiritual life. And so you find people that say, you know, I don't want to be so envious. I don't want to be so angry. Would you believe that the gateway to that is having some kind of bodily self-denial? Keep this in mind, though. That materially speaking, there's no difference between fasting and dieting. They're the exact same thing. The difference is in what? It's in the motive. That's why it's so important that when you give something up, you remember why you're giving it up. When you give something up, you say, okay, I'm doing this so I can get a grip on myself in the many, many times in which I know that I need to. There's lots of great penances you can do during Lent. Don't get me wrong. There's lots of great penances that you can do. You can be about the penance of being diligent in your tasks instead of being slipshod and distracted. You can be about the penance of getting up at a set time in the morning instead of dawdling, dawdling. You can be about the penance of showing up on time for things instead of strolling in late. It's a penance. But let everybody but everybody have some kind of physical self-denial or fasting. It's a part of their Lent. Because Jesus says, when that day comes, my disciples will fast. That day has come. The season is now. Let's make it a great one.